Welcome back to the podcast where we speak about F1 and F1 related topics. This week, though <laughs> we're a little bit late, uh, we'll be talking about the French Grand Prix. Or rather, I'll be talking about the French Grand Prix because I thought I would take this as a solo segment. <laughs> Don't ask why. But there was a lot that happened during this past weekend. Let's just get straight into it, I guess. Uh, FP1 was a scene where both... Sebastian Vettel as well as Mick Schumacher somehow found the barriers in such an open space that, that is a Paul Ricard. And yeah, it was, it was just funny to see that both of them crash. And like FE1 was topped by Valtteri Bottas who did a very respectable uh, time uh, lap uh, in FP1. And FP2 was topped by Max Verstappen. I don't remember what happened during FP2. But it's not that important anyway. Uh, and FP3 was topped by Max Verstappen again, if I remember correctly. And like Lewis Hamilton did not fare well in this particular free practice. Like, I think he came fifth during the qualifying. <sighs> oh man. Like I, I really feel bad for Yuki Tsunoda because I, I still feel like he's just way too overhyped. Because he crashed into his very first turn, into the very first turn of his very first run during qualifying in Q1. It was quite embarrassing to say. I, I don't know what else to say about that. And that was that was really bad. Uh, and unfortunate for Lance Stroll because he started on he started at P nineteen because he exceeded the track limits and his lap time got deleted. But before he got a chance to go back again for another round, Mick Schumacher crashed into the uh, wall again. Did not allow Latifi, I think. No, Latifi, Raikkonen, Mazepin, and Sunoda were all, and Stroll, out. Yeah, but like that surprisingly means that Schumacher got into Q2 with his pace. He was P15, but because of his crash, he could not actually go and do a round for uh, during Q2, which is quite unfortunate because it is his first Q2 appearance in his rookie season, which would have been nice. And during that particular segment, Oh, I think Ocon got out at P11 and Vettel at P12. Ocon, <laughs> this weekend was when Ocon got his uh, driver confirmation, wherein he got a three-year deal with, with Alpine. This is apparently quite rare uh, to get a three-year deal. But as you all know from last year, th- these three-year deals may not mean anything as long as there's an exit clause. Because that's basically what happened to Sergio Perez last year with Racing Point. So, we'll see how he performs. But... Uh, this this particular weekend was Ocon's weekend to shine as he uh, him and Fernando Alonso Fernando Alonso did really well during the free practice sessions, but unfortunately could not capitalize it on it during the actual qualifying sessions, and also during the race, <laughs> wherein Alonso like just came into his own and Ocon unfortunately didn't. I am not really sure why. Uh, uh, there's no specific reason. I think. I think he was just struggling on, on tires, which we'll come to, by the way. Uh, these The five of them are out. And Russell, uh, again, Mr. Saturday, uh, coming into Q2. And Giovinazzi, also getting into Q2 this time around. So yeah, that, round, that rounded up the Q2 session. 
and Q3 was when everything was to be decided. And it was actually pretty, not surprising, it was actually pretty intense. I I personally wanted Max Verstappen to get Q1, to get P1 and not Mr. Lewis Hamilton. And surprise, surprise, that's, a, that's kind of what happened. I'm actually very surprised because Max actually got his P1 and Q2 and uh, Lewis Hamilton and Lewis Hamilton came P2 which is surprising because he was struggling with the car during his practice sessions now like I mentioned before so yeah like when it just came when it comes time to actually put in the work and get the maximum out of the car there's nobody else better than Lewis Hamilton on that and Mr. Bottas came P3 during Q3 session and followed by Mr. Sergio Perez which he's been doing really well so far and this particular weekend actually showed once again why he is deserving of that seat. So that rounded off the Fridays and Saturday session of the French Grand Prix and now let's just do not beat by beat re- recap but the highlights of the race. So before the race starts there was torrential rain on on that Sunday so whatever data that was collected during the the last two days was of no use because the the track was just slippery and f3 was held in the rain so everybody had quite the, the hope that it would also rain during the f1 session but i think it's just a curse <laughs> i think it's just a curse and f1 will never have proper <laughs> race session in the rain joking of course obviously they have but yeah so as spectators we were hoping for a race in the rain but it didn't happen but what actually happened was that the racetrack was a lot hotter surprisingly during the actual time of the race so tire management would have been like one of the key, the key things to focus on so let's begin with the recap of the race and the race starts and just in turn one max loses his rear wing and it doesn't crash but he loses it for a second and gains control of it and gives a lead to Lewis and Lewis passes him. And based on the previous performance of the race performances, I expected it to be that like Lewis Hamilton would take the lead into turn one and then finish the race as a, as a P1 at P1. But I'm actually quite surprised as to how good this particular race was. It was really intense from beginning to end. Okay, not not exactly like. Probably the f- the 15 laps after the first lap were a little bit, you know, snooze. Was a little bit of a snooze fest, but it was pretty good nonetheless. At least the, the latter half of the race. Anyway, so Lewis Hamilton takes P1. And I expected him to just, you know, gun it and get a 5 second lead from Verstappen. Which I think he got, but Verstappen kept catching him in between. And... Bottas was right behind Verstappen's back and Perez was, he was losing speed, I thought. And I thought, ah, oh, that's, that's, that's gone again. Perez is not as great in that Red Bull as I thought he would be. But it was a, I don't know if it, if it was intentional or not, but thinking about it now, it was just to have a proper management of the tyres because if he was in the pack chasing behind Bottas and Verstappen and Hamilton, he would have fried those sides, no, like no, no question, no cap. But because he was quite far away from the uh, from the leaders, he managed to keep his tires on track, and he was actually 
quite far ahead from the rest of the pack behind him which is surprising because it was like by i think by lap 10 there was a solid i think 8 to 10 seconds of a gap between him and the three in front and a similar time gap between him and the people behind anyway bottas on lap 17 if i remember pitted first because he had some vibrations and that's why mercedes pitted him and right after that the the lap right after that was when verstappen just gunned it and had an insane in lap in lap as in he did a lap and came into the pits he did an insane in lap where he was i think 6 tenths faster than hamilton was on his lap and the normal decision then would have been to to pit hamilton but I, like i looked at the the race debrief by mercedes and they said that looking at the all the factors they thought that they had a significant lead from verstappen which is why they didn't immediately pit hamilton as well that's why they pitted hamilton a lap later but verstappen had a solid in lap as well as right after the change of tires in the pit lane he had a solid out lap as well so because he was on harder tires and lewis hamilton was on medium tires his grip in verstappen was happened had more grip in his tires and therefore was able to get a proper I remember like two seconds. I think a two-second cut on uh, on Hamilton's time, which is why he caught Hamilton on uh, on that pit straight. And that that shot of uh, of Hamilton coming out of the pit straight, as well as uh, Verstappen just just um, driving as fast as he can to to undercut Hamilton. It was it was a sight to see. And when when Verstappen took the lead, I was I was screaming here at home. And after that, Verstappen. and then hamilton and then bottas these three were just at each other and verstappen really showed how how mature his his he has become over these uh, past 6 or 7 years he's only 23 <laughs> and it, it showed that he was ready to to fight under pressure and he actually kept lose hamilton at bay without letting hamilton overtake and after after a while hamilton just fell back he was at at a point he was around 2 to 4 seconds behind verstappen and the race went on as usual nothing too much happened but then i i don't remember the lap but then red bull decided to to pit verstappen again on medium tires so after bottas and Ham, hamilton and verstappen pitted sergio perez from p4 took the lead because he was uh, managing his tires extremely well so that allowed him to to go further with his medium tires before pitting and after a while only uh, was when i think around midway through the race was when he managed to pit his tires for for hans and that's what he did. and that's when max took the lead when max took the lead and hamilton behind him for uh, by 2 or 3 seconds was when and like after a, a lot of rotations around the circuit I think that's when Red Bull decided to pit Verstappen for for mediums again. At that time, I like while I saw Verstappen trying to catch up with Hamilton, it was like an 18 second lead, 18 to 20 second lead with like 13 or 14 laps left, and I thought this would be impossible. It was a bad strategy by Red Bull. I like that's what I was thinking in my head. But Verstappen just <laughs> he's special, man. He's he's really special. As soon as I saw like two seconds, three seconds being 
been uh, dropped by Verstappen. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, this might be a very, very, very intense final few lap. AWS car graphics said that by 48th lap or 49th lap, he'd be overtaking Hamilton. But, you know, we all know that uh, those data, it's uh, it's basically garbage. But, yeah, I was I was pretty excited to see whether Verstappen could actually, could take the lead from, from Hamilton. And when Verstappen overtook Perez, apparently Perez was like, let's go get them. I like he understood that it's it's about the team and it's not just about him. And because it's his first season with Red Bull, he decided not to you know, fuck with team orders and actually let Verstappen through. But the both of them were quite happy about it. Like Verstappen on the radio was like, thanks for that. Perez was like, let's get them. And that's exactly what they did. Bottas's job now was to, Bottas, who was now in P2, was like his job was to basically bait Verstappen and keep him at his position for at least a couple of laps to let Hamilton have a significant lead over Verstappen. But unfortunately for, for Bottas, his tires were getting chewed up by the by the second. And in the second lap of Verstappen behind Bottas, I think I think I think it was the second lap. Verstappen actually overtook Bottas because of a mistake that Bottas made and actually let Verstappen through. And that's when the, the famous <laughs> now infamous sorry radio message came of, of Bottas saying why didn't you let me pit for a second time which is quite disheartening to see because as a not a Bottas fan but somebody who likes the guy it, it was it was quite harsh I feel like what what Mercedes were doing to him. but yeah and apparently Perez now on much newer tires after his pit stop would be midway through the race he was also catching up with Bottas and the two of them had a proper battle. But at the end of the day, Perez overtook Bottas. But, and there, he was under investigation because Mercedes were like, he overtook Bottas and went off the off the line, off the track line. Like, that's why there was a, an investigation. But the reason why they didn't pit Bottas then to get the fast lap out of Max Verstappen was because they thought that Perez would get a five-second time penalty and those points for P3 would be worth more than the one point for the fastest lap, which is why they didn't pit Bottas, at least I think so. But unfortunately for them, neither did they get the fastest lap, nor did they get, uh, nor did Perez get a time penalty. And even if he got, by the end of the race, Perez was actually more than five seconds ahead of Bottas. So it was a calculated risk to not go for the fastest lap, but they lost that point anyway. Yeah, by the second to last lap of the race at the, the main straight of the circuit was when Max Verstappen was catching Lewis Hamilton and he overtook. I'm really surprised. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy that, that we got a solid race at, at the French Grand Prix and I'm, I'm really happy that, that Max Verstappen actually leads now, like properly leads Lewis, Lewis Hamilton in the, in the driver's championship. If I remember correctly, Red Bull are now like 37 points. Like 35 to 40 points ahead of Mercedes in the Cup's champ. That's really exciting as well to beat Mercedes at their own game. <laughs> and apparently, like this week, Mercedes took up a complaint to the FI saying that a sub two second time penalty, a sub two second pit stop is basically an unsafe release and have probably hampered Red Bull's records now because Red Bull has the most number of sub two second pit stops. It was not a great look 
uh, for Mercedes, I feel like you know, it's just a very petty thing. It's not like Red Bull haven't done something like this because they did. Like last year, they spoke to the FIA to ban the use of party mode. But yeah, it's not a great precedent to from the FIA to actually allow for a single team to you know, screw over another single team, especially if they are in the lead for the championship. But yeah, that is a basic rundown of what happened during the race. And oh man, I'm just I'm just thinking about it and that. Like my <laughs> my voice is gone <laughs> because of how much I spent during the race, especially when Max Verstappen was just like racing Hamilton for the for the lead. I was I was ready to write this off by the start, thinking that it would be a really bad or a boring race with Hamilton winning. But consider me wrong <laughs> on that fact and on that front. But yeah, that was quite the race, and hopefully this next race in Austria, which is the Stegen Grand Prix, which is also known as the Red Bull Ring. It usually gives us like darn good racing. So, and it's the, the Red Bull home race. Hoping to see them extend their lead. And hoping to see Max Verstappen actually actually win by, by a bigger margin. But we'll see where that goes. And as for as for race predictions, I am saying... I'm going to go boring this time around because I think it's just going to be Max Verstappen followed by Hamilton, followed by Perez. I think this is going to be the podium finishes and Bottas will be P4. And I'm not saying anything, but I want signs to be in the top six. So that would be either Danny Rick or Landon Norris at P5. I think that's going to be the, the top six prediction from me. <laughs> Let's see if I am actually right. And if... <laughs> Uh, if and when Chakra is listening, apparently you got your predictions right, like spot on uh, last time around. And that was pointed out to me by a pretty ardent <laughs> fan of the podcast. So, Chakra, if you're listening, you know we have at least one true fan now <laughs> listening to the podcast. So yeah, uh, I think that that about wraps it up for this particular episode. Uh, this particular episode like I mentioned in the beginning, is it was just a solo segment just to see if I can actually talk 20 minutes to half an hour about F1. But trying to remember things about the, the race that happened as well as trying to seem excited because in my mind, I'm just quite, I'm just extremely excited about what happened last week around in, 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 in France. Yeah, this was just an experiment. Maybe if I like it as well as if the listeners like it, we'll try doing this more. But from next week around, I think we can just go back to our normal routine and you'll hear the three of us talk about F1 again. Anyway, till next time, uh, this is Sid signing off. Hope you are <laughs> hope you enjoy me talking about F1. And yeah, that's about it. Take care.